The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. I'm Roscoe Toscobble. A half-elf rogue. I'm sure I'll help you with your problems. For money. This is Sir Colvick Darkseed. I'm a half orc cleric. And I'll happily show you my talking stick. This is Melvin Hardmeat. I am a high elf wizard. And so far, I have set zero clouds on fire. previously on the very good adventuring team I, I like I said it wasn't my idea no, it, was it was a good idea I guess at the time but now it sucks but I can't believe you took that from me man you can't I can't uh, I can I can believe that you yeah can I can too but it's just right in the middle of why battle being, why are you being so belligerent there is a big poof of blue hair that is revealed under the ash and uh, skin markings and colorations matching that of a clown. <gasps> of a savage war clown. Oh. oh my god! So now what do we do? <laughs> We've killed everything. You have a choice on how you move forward. You can travel at a normal pace, you can take your time and move more carefully. Uh, you can also choose to travel swiftly, because we're going to do something that we've never really done before, which is you guys journeying over a long stretch and potentially having random encounters. Running over a hill and screaming towards you guys is a group of three very large and very ugly orcs. Bring it on. We're gods. <laughs> Invincible. That was the first roll of this round of whatever. Jesus didn't decide that. I got a new spell with this level, and I mentioned to use it, so... <laughs> I'm going to cast Reverse Gravity. I'm going to grab Melvin and act like I'm going to push him in. Alright, so Kolvik's performance is, like, pretty convincing. Like, <laughs> he comes over and starts grabbing you, and he's like... Oh, come on, motherfucker! And like you're like, holy shit, he's really trying to do this. And that's the message. Turn. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the message is I'm trying to show him that stop messing with me, kind of thing. You stole my decanter. You've done this and threatened to push me into it. Mm. Stop. Well, you didn't know about him threatening to push you in. No, but. no, I didn't. But he stole my stuff, and I'm gonna say, stop messing with me, kind All of right. intimidation role. All right. Well, that message comes across to you fairly clear. You are a little intimidated by Kolvik's uh, bulky shoving. And I think he's going to throw me into my own reverse gravity <laughs> thing. Alright, <laughs> uh, over to Roscoe. Are there any big rocks around? Mm, let's say you can find some, like, maybe fist-sized ones by the side of the road. Big enough. <laughs> well, it'll work, I guess. So I grab one and 
toss it into the circle. <laughs> <laughs> you want him to land on top of big rocks? Or you no, want I... the rock to fall up into them? Uh, give me a... Why don't you just give me an attack roll? Just a straight up d20. Four. Oh, that just... It'd be pretty hard to hit something 100 feet all the way up and plan that out, so... It just kind of sails on by, but it's floating up there with them now. It might fall on them when they all fall. Uh, anything else on your turn? Uh, is that an action for me to pee? I think you can go ahead and pee if you want to pee. pee into the anti-gravity cylinder. <laughs> of course. Uh, you whip it out and whiz, and uh, it falls, and then it falls up. It's <laughs> gross and humiliating. <laughs> <laughs> I have my pee on there. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll call that your turn. Yes. Uh, Abe, Charles, and Barbara are just gonna float because they really have no other choice. And we'll bring it on back to Melvin. They understand what's happening to them? Mm, I mean, they understand that they're floating. I don't think they understand the particulars. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> well, I, uh, I think I'm gonna be thrown right now by Kolvik into my own reverse gravity field. So, uh, I think I gotta protect myself. So I'm gonna clap Thunderwave and uh, see if I can get Kolvik away from me. Make it happen. Make it so. All right, Kolvik, that is a DC 18 constitution saving throw on your part. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, um, constitution is not gonna be enough. It's be a, uh, for a 12. All right, so you are pushed. Is it how far is that? Is it 15 feet? Um, 10 feet away from me. 10 feet away. So I will move your character 10 feet away. And Kolvik, you are going to take. Did you cast it at a higher level? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Kolvik, you're going to take 33 damage. <laughs> <laughs> That's a third of your health. Uh, wow. Yeah. And you're now laying on the ground, I believe. Yeah, let me look up the spell. I also got to look at what the range of that is. Do, do, do. All right. So thankfully, at least Roscoe is far enough away. <laughs> he doesn't get hit by it. Each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from you must make a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes 2d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away from you. Successful save takes half as much and isn't pushed, etc., etc., etc. But it, he is not knocked prone. It's just a push and a boatload of damage based on the higher level cast. I thought it said, really? He's not knocked prone? I'm almost positive that. No, I mean, I'm looking at it right here. Okay. Roscoe, you definitely did hear this, by the way, because it is a massive boom that's audible out to 300 feet. With the thunder wave? Yeah, so you didn't get like pushed or affected by it, but you definitely are like, hey, look at those orcs going up there. You see them float way up, and then all of a sudden from behind you is like, kaboom! You probably hear a, a push and slide from Kolvik. Did that break his concentration to do anything else? Uh, no, it's only another concentration spell that would, uh, that would break his concentration, or if he took damage or a couple other things. All right. Uh, did you want to move or anything else on your turn then? Um, assuming Kolvik didn't actually manage to move me at all, I'll just stay where I am. Yeah, he didn't. He was 
just kind of shaking you before you manage to thunder wave him away. Uh, and then Kolbik, it is over to you. All right, I will go ahead and do, um, sincerely pissed at this point because I didn't expect to go that far after a joke kind of thing. And, um, but I will cure wounds myself and, um, kind of hold off since then because it got kind of serious. And Melvin is my elder, so mm -hmm. at this point, just irritated in general. It doesn't matter what happened since then. Um, I will go ahead and do a cure wounds and... Did you do a higher level cast on that? I did. But I figured that was just a higher level so I can do a higher than the initial. So it's 24 Eight. total. Okay. okay, so... Yeah, so I'm just going to go ahead and do a... Um, all that and it'll be 24 total. Yeah. Yep, yep. So it'll be 24 back to me and... Irritated, but here we are. All right. <laughs> Did you want to move or anything else? I mean, yeah, no reason to move. They're all up in the air. For now. Roscoe, over to you. You've thrown a rock. You've peed. Anything else <laughs> you want to... throw in the middle? <laughs> what else did you do? Tear a little strip off my shirt, stuff it in a bottle of cleaning fluid like a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> Light it and throw it in there. <laughs> all right. That sounds like a hoot. Uh, let's have you do... Flaming P-Rock. <laughs> let's have you do a... Oh, man, I just thought about it. The fact that, like, your P went up to the top and then reached equilibrium, so they're just, like, <laughs> floating in your floating pee pool. Bleep, 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 oh, did your pee go immediately up when you peed into mm -hmm. that? <laughs> that was the idea all along. So it's I all stick my butt in there. Seriously. <laughs> 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 oh, God. And there we are, folks. All right, so you uh, you light a bottle of cleaning fluid and you toss it up there. Uh, why don't you give me another D20 roll and let's see if you actually hit one of the dudes. Two. I'm not rolling well. <laughs> <laughs> not for P-rolls, anyway. Um, so it goes up there and it's... Um, uh, let's say eventually this will probably explode, but right now it's just kind of like drifting along with them. They're all, they're like fake swimming up there trying to get away from it. <laughs> Abe, Charles, and Barbara ineffective on their turn, and it is back to Melvin, who gets the choice of prolonging the misery, or... Uh, well, I think that I feel like Kolvik is, I don't know what his deal is. Um, but I feel like he's uh, not a threat right now anyway, so yeah, I'll cease concentration on this spell and uh, let's see what happens. Let the orcs fall where they may. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you let them go. They're going to fall 100 feet. Uh, falling damage is 1d6 per 10 feet. So can you roll me up 6d10? Ooh, man. A 6d10? Alright, that's going to be 5, 9... 13, 16, 19. She rolled any shittier. Every one of those was under under five. Yep. <laughs> what did you say? 19 altogether? Yep. 19 out of a 60, 10 each. All right. They each take 19 damage. Do, do, do. Give me just a second to add that all up for them. And Charles is definitely bloodied. The other two are not quite there. Um, but they take a pretty solid pounding and they're I, I feel like I feel like it's not unreasonable to expect them to be stunned for their next turn after that. 
So they're now back on the ground, stunned. It took a good chunk of damage. Is um, the um is the fluid gonna land? Oh God, yeah. Um, let's see here, Roscoe. Why don't you give me one more D twenty roll? Seventeen. Seventeen. It lands right in the middle of all three of them. <laughs> wow. Shatters and sprays all of them. Give me a give me a one D six. Four. So each of them takes a four fire damage from the splash of cleaning fluid blowing up onto them. Also, P landed on them. <laughs> Minus a hundred confidence points. <laughs> Dignity <laughs> points. <laughs> oh, they were they on fire and then they get put out with P. I don't pee that much. <laughs> a good, sp- an aerating splash for everyone. And Kolvik, it is back to you. So they're not on fire anymore, correct? They're not on fire currently. Currently? So do they have cleaning fluid on them? Uh, that would have all burned off from that. Okay. So it was I, on fire when it landed on them. So I feel pretty confident, annoyed still by the whole Melvin encounter, but I will still go ahead at 20 feet ahead and see um, the bloodiest one of Charles. No, no, I feel Charles will not be really a threat and go for Barbara right in front of me and do a great axe. Great axe, uh, Barbara. A, a hammer. Sorry. Because that um, axe dissipated, so we'll go ahead and do a, a hammer, which I had before. Or 29? 29 is a hit. Very nice. Roll me up some damage. 11? 11 damage to Babwa. Looking pretty unhealthy at this point. Bonus action, anything else on your turn? Nope, she did Divine Strike, but that is here nor there, and goes to next person. Alright. Saw a meme that made me chuckle the other day. It said, uh, next year for New Year's, they should have Barbara Walters do the ball drop. Oh, when that hits midnight, she can go, I'm Barbara Walters, and this is 2020. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome. (laughs) Yes. She better at least release that as a video somewhere. Uh, and Roscoe, it is over to you. Oh, right. They're on the ground now, so they're reachable by things other than pee and rocks. I will sneak attack Charles. 17 and 17. Both are hits. I would suggest doing them one at a time. Okay. All right. So this is my main hand dagger, and I am going to use my sneak attack. I need another uh, d6. 20 more damage. Charles is obliterated. Gone from both combat and this world. You do still have your offhand, and I'll count that 17 so you can take a swipe at Barbara if you'd like. Yep, I will twirl past Kolvik, take a swipe at Barbara with my offhand for two damage. (laughs) Barbara takes two. (laughs) Take that, Barbara. And a face. All right, Abe and Barbara are both stunned for this round. And Melvin, it's over to you. Barbara is like pretty well almost gone. And Abe is uh, is definitely bloodied. All right, I'm going to cast Ray of Perkins. And oh, with that new level, how many beams do you get now? I didn't get any more beams with that. Oh, I thought you got one. No, I only oh, had 11. I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to bring it up. 11 and 17th. I'm still at three beams poo. It's poopy. So I will K 
cast my first beam at Abe. Alrighty. Alright. Ray of Perkins. First Ray of Perkins at Abe. Uh, 12. 12 damage against Abe. There's a constitution save. These guys are pretty constitutional. Uh, not enough, though. 15 is a failed save, so Abe is now... Well, just a little less healthy. <laughs> Take getting, that, Abe. Getting real close. All right. Beam two. Beam two at Abe. That's a one. Aw. That's the failed save, so he takes the whole one. <laughs> <laughs> Last beam. Eleven. Eleven. Failed save. I'm going to need you to... Uh... Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's on the critically failed save. Uh, so this beam does kill. It kills poor Abe. Aww. And uh, Kolvik, you're partially shielding Roscoe from the terror. <laughs> but next to you, you hear a, 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 just an abominable sound as Abe is forced inside out. Oh no! Through his own asshole oh, with the, no. as the third beam strikes. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just a like disgusting pile of meat next to you. Oh no! That makes... oh. As, oh, oh, as no. Abe exits combat. Woo. Does it sound like one big fart or something? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like a very forceful, very forceful, very non-wanting fart. Ugh. It gets it gets pretty bad. Oh no! Sorry, Abe. Not sorry. Imagine shutting out a. <laughs> What? what? What is it? A beef frost. <laughs> oh no! A beef roast. Oh no! But like a beef roast that's also swallowing you as you shit it out. <laughs> are you imagining like the ones that are all like, what do they do when they kind of button them up? Or they oh like a prime rib with yeah. the twine? But it's all like oh yeah. <laughs> all like it comes out is one log or something that it oh. I imagine if you're shitting yourself out, it's pretty meaty. That's what I thought of beef roast. Are you imagining like a shoulder roast or something? Can you imagine if like a vegan or vegetarian did that? It'd be more like shitting yourself out of like celery or spinach. <laughs> like a, I don't know. Uh, a tofu. radish. Mock or, duck. A mock duck. Oh, I like radishes. Mm-hmm. It's just one big ra- Mario 2 radish. Uprooted and thrown at a, at a door <laughs> or at a thing. Exactly. Speaking of throwing things, Kolvik, tell me what happens on your turn. Well, on my turn, I see that uh, Barbara is not doing so hot, so we're just going to go ahead and finish this combat, hopefully with this attack and a Divine Strike on top of that. Do it. Okay. Do it. Finish it. With a 19? For That's the... definitely a hit. All right. And a 1d8 plus 8. What we add here? Nine? Nine is exactly the amount of damage you needed to do. You bury your Warhammer all the way through Barbara's head into the ground. She is crushed from this world. The three of you have exited combat and have completed the first hour of your journey. Oh no. Towards uh, towards Chad. We're gonna get you, Chad. <laughs> no, just, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> just you wait. Nah. Yes, we will. As you're hollering off of a cliffside. <laughs> we can hear him. No, you won't. <laughs> I'm more curious about that demon that took our 
cool axe away and all that happened. Bozo Bob. I feel like Bozo we haven't Bob. we haven't seen the last of him. We really have not. I uh, feel like we have. That he was at peace with us. I don't know. Even threw you a bone, as it were. Um, so, thought chosen, got a little uh, clue about how to free Chad's taint uh, off of the chalice, and then you started going down the road. Um, I will refresh you guys on the, uh, the rules of travel. You have an indeterminate distance ahead of you. You're not exactly sure how far things are, but you know that it's like nowhere in sight right now is your destination. Um, do, do, do. You can travel at a normal pace, you can take your time, or you can move faster. Basically, moving slower makes you move more stealthy, and the mechanical result of that is that you will, uh, you're more likely to avoid combat encounters. Uh, you can move quickly, and you will be on the road for less time, but you will be more likely to have encounters for that time. And all of the math behind that is all hidden from you guys. And then the other option was you can do basically any of those speeds, but do like a forced march where you do it for like 12 hours instead of eight. And then that has more consequences to do with exhaustion. So you guys made it one hour into your journey and had an encounter already with some, some orcs. And now we're, now we're gonna continue on. Did we rest or anything after our encounter with Chosen? After Chosen you did, after the orcs you didn't. Okay. So well. I think you spent your spell slot to reverse gravity on the orcs. That's right. That was fun. Um, I'm on some HP. Should we uh, run? How much are you? Down six, 17. You're down 17? Okay, more than half. Uh, okay. Um, I mean, I can... If I'm not too worried, I can do a cure wounds and get you up all the way, but it's up to you. No, it's more up to you guys. I, Melvin's missing a... Don't you need to rest to get your spell slot back? Yeah, I mean, I don't have to. It's only my... I only used a single level 7 spell slot, so... And we do and we do have hit dice as well that we generate. Your hit points, yes. Not if you want to use those. I have not used those at this point, I don't think. Or don't remember doing so. How do they work? You don't have any spells, so you wouldn't have used spell slots. No hit dice, I mean. Oh, yeah, hit dice are... The way hit dice work is you use the same die that you roll when you go up a level, which I believe is a d8 for you. If you take a short rest, you can expend as many hit dice as you want. You have a total of basically your level number, so you guys are level 12 right now, right? 13. 13? So you'll have 13 of those die that you can spend, and every time you take a long rest, you will get half of those back. So we need to do a short rest in order to use hit dice? Yes. Oh, that's right. Oh, it's up to you. We can do a short rest, and I need to set dice, or you can heal me up. Either or. Um, I don't use those a whole lot, so go ahead and heal ya ups. For 1d8 plus your spell casting ability modifier, I should know what that is, but... Oh, okay, it's wisdom. That's why. Do we have, like, a ra- magic radio? We can listen, like, Born to Run and Jessica by the Almond Brothers and, like, road trip music. Play a little bit clapped. Those are all good road trip songs. You're listening to loot versions of all of those songs. This is good enough. Okay. I'm happy we can move on with our lives. Okay. 
I don't recall... I feel like I had you guys roll for this last time, but I don't recall who actually did the roll. Mm -hmm. Kolvik, I think you did the roll that led to this encounter. So, we'll rotate. And Roscoe, I'm going to have you make the next roll to see whether or not you run into anything. I'm assuming you guys are settled and you're now walking and moving. D20. Um, before you do that, though, I'm going to take advantage of a skill I haven't really used in the past. It's called Arcane Recovery. Oh. And it allows me to recover spell slots um, up to half my level rounded up. So that would be six and a half rounded up to seven. So I think I can take advantage of that to recover my seventh level spell slot. Just make sure I'm reading it right. Does it require anything? I can use it once per day, and it's just an ability I have. Oh, nice. Once per day or once per long rest? That There's discussion on that, but it basically says once per day. Okay. That's rare. Usually they're more specific about that, but <clears throat> coolio, man. All the more benefit for you. I was Googling it, and there's people that are like, yeah, that is weird. It doesn't say anything about a long rest or anything, so once per day. Sweet. Suck that spell slot on back up, then. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. More reverse gravity. <laughs> Everything you run into. Way up in your butthole. Hey, I'm just reading. I don't think I can do that arcane recovery for the seventh level slot. Oh, I can use it up to the sixth level, I think. Where's the fucking def? I don't have my book, so I was trying to find the definition. Well, let me uh, let me rules lawyer it up. Is that that's under that's a class ability? Yes, sir. Should be under the wizard. Wizard. <coughs> Again, looking at stuff. Blessed healer. I didn't realize this. When you cast a spell of first level or higher that restores hit points, I also get hit points equal to two plus the spell level. So I get two points off that. Neat. That's pretty fucking awesome. That's a cool. Oh, so by the way, you do need to do a short rest to get Arcane Recovery. Uh, you have learned to regain some of your magical energy by studying your spellbook. Once per day, when you finish a short rest, you can choose expended spell slots to recover. Spell slots can have a combined level that is equal to or less than half your wizard level rounded up. None of the slots can be sixth level or higher. None of, so basically fifth level is the highest? No, yes. Six. None of the slots can be sixth level or higher. Motherclucker. Okay. So I will not be using that skill. I will be doing whatever it is that we're doing. Rolling <laughs> for enemies. Having rounded out combat, you guys are... Well, you're out of combat. The road stretches out into the distance ahead of you. Is there anything that you wanted to do before you uh, resume travel? Yeah, before we head off, we're going feel to the, feel the party and see how we're doing here. And see that Roscoe is kind of injured. I'm going to use some cure wounds on him to regenerate some health. You do that. Okay. Looks like it will be for six and then... An extra two because of that awesome, which one is that, discipline of life, and anytime I heal a creature, it gains an additional two hit points. Right on. Is that? Thank you, Kovac. You are welcome, Roscoe. 
Is anybody thirsty? I have this jug of squirting over here. Yeah, we should all probably take a squirt. Getting pretty dry and a little bit parched out here. Yeah, we got cool. some walking to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. I squirt some water into Roscoe's mouth from the jug of squirting. Golvik, <sighs> uh, do you want any water from the jug of squirting? Yeah, I better get some. Too bad. Should we I'm eat kidding. Some? You can have some. Should we eat some of our rations, or should we eat some of these orcs that we killed? <laughs> can we? Do we? Can we just eat orcs? I feel like Kolvik wouldn't want to eat orc. Yeah. Would you feel weird if we started eating orcs? <laughs> <in front of? laughs> I don't feel, think we should eat orcs. There's anybody you know, is it? I'd feel half weird. <laughs> Every half looks delicious. Ooh, <laughs> this guy, this fucking guy, he gets it. This guy. <laughs> Would you be concerned? Like we started to really like it. Colic <laughs> oh doesn't look half bad. <laughs> I just wake up and you're like just licking me. Like <laughs> we look at you and you're like. You turn into a hot dog. Oh, <laughs> 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 what you guys looking at over here? What's going on? <laughs> well, who knows? You got a long journey to go. <laughs> you guys don't need to eat rations at this point. That would be like an overnight as you long rest sort of thing. All right. Onward. Onward. How fast should we go? Sprint. Dead sprint. Sprint. <laughs> what? What's the fastest? Is it force march? So the the options that you guys have. Just to refresh everyone, you can march at a slow pace, a regular pace, or a fast pace. And you can also do one other thing, which is a forced march. The slow, regular, and fast pace basically just affects how many miles that you'll cover in a day and not much else. And the forced march gives you guys an additional, like, let's just call it three over two, you know, amounts of marching <laughs> footsteps. <laughs> And uh, so you'll instead of marching for like eight hours, you'll march for twelve hours. So it'll get you a lot more distance, but it will also make you incur levels of exhaustion more quickly. Okay. So I say we just fast march at a non-forced force march. Okay. All right, we're gonna go quickly. I feel like I should have worked out the actual math behind this in some way before I did this, but I just kind of did some real fuzzy math on this and. Let's, we'll see how it works out. Let's just keep it mysterious, man. Deep mysteries. All right, so uh, if I remember right, it was a very long time ago. Kolvik, I think, was the one that rolled the last time that got us into this encounter. Yeah, because I think I was going to start with Melvin, and Melvin refused. I was like, my rolls suck. Let's have Kolvik do it. And the and first thing Kolvik did was roll like a two. Yep. And two marks. Okay. Okay. So let's move it on over to Roscoe. Roscoe. Give me just a straight up D20 roll. 14. 14. All right. Ooh, Hour good goes things, by. Can Nothing things, happens. Uh, can good things happen to us or just not bad things? Not here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't. I probably should have written some good things into the random encounter. Feels like I'm but... driving through Nebraska or something. <laughs> nothing good can happen here. <laughs> We're just hoping for nothing Aww. bad. <laughs> Let me just check real quick and see if we have listeners in Nebraska. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Nebraska. We're just kidding, Nebraska. Yeah, we love you. There's we... probably one person listening there. Maybe not anymore. Do they have internet in Nebraska? <laughs> <laughs> very, very good internet. I feel like the internet at least goes through Nebraska. I don't know if it probably. stops there. Well, <laughs> you'd be like... I'm pretty sure their internet's outstanding. I forget why. But it <laughs> sticks in my head that it's really, really great. 
Dear Nebraska, if anyone in Nebraska is listening, please write into the Very Good Adventuring team and tell us how good your internet is. Yeah. If we don't hear a response from you by 2020, we'll we'll know that it's bad. I'm curious, like how fast it is. How much does it cost? Is it fiber? It's just free. It's just coming out of the fucking streets. Mm-hmm. They finally figured out how to just tap display a tree off of trees. Yeah, their Wi-Fi is connected by trees or corn. Do you know what I fucking read today? Huh? That there is somewhere out on the West Coast, I think it's in either Portland or what the fuck ever, that they have a giant statue of Jesus that's a Wi-Fi antenna. And it gives, like, Wi-Fi to all the neighboring communities. It's a big, like, arms outstretched, like the fucking Rio de Janeiro or whatever that is thing in Brazil. It's it's like a statue that looks like that, but it's a fucking Wi-Fi antenna. <laughs> Just imagine the things that it's broadcasting. I know! It's so terribly, terribly ironic. I wonder if that actually stops some people. Like, I have to get my Shizahosen porn through Jesus. <laughs> like, what if you had to make every internet request through Jesus? Or through, like, let's say through your mom. Like, you had to ask your mom for every request or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to, like, write it down on a sheet of paper and be like, Mom, could you get this for me? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh my god. I'm just thinking about some of the shit I googled. Why do you why do you why do you keep going to this hamster website? <laughs> oh my god. I think I would rather I think I would rather just kill myself and cause her all the misery at once than a lifetime of like here you go, Mom. I need to go back here again. <laughs> <laughs> Only for like uh, five or six minutes. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's terrible. Anyway. Anyway. Hello, oh glorious BGAT fans. I hope you're having a lovely time wherever and whenever you are. Before we get too far into the mid-roll, I just want to do apologize for how disjointed the first part of this episode was. The last 15 minutes represents about two hours of real time while we were trying to get started playing, and we went off on a bunch of rants, tangents, and childhood stories, and political soapboxing. You know, sometimes it happens when you're playing D&D. Or really, any game. I cut it down to what I hope is just the relevant bits and bobs of what we were trying to get across in all of our false starts. I also like to leave in the parts where we were misreading or blatantly fucking up the rules so that all of you at home can know that you're better than us. But mostly I just like to try and accurately represent what it's like being at the table with us idiots. On a brighter note, we have a few happy things to report this week, so let's get right into it. This week, we welcome Murky to the grand high honor of becoming one of our patrons. Murky's been a long-time listener and just recently decided to chip in. Well, we're mighty grateful for you joining us here, friend. Stay slippery and deny everything. We also got a new review. Engineering says, I listen to this podcast mainly at work, and I always realize I'm laughing out loud at some crude humor. Love the characters, the world, and the story, and I can't wait for more. Not only is that an awesome review, Engineering, but you also correctly used a semicolon in it. I am super happy to have received that review and gladly congratulate you on your superior grammar skills. Fans and dabblers, did you know that we have a website? Of course you do. We'd fucking talk about it like every week. But I'd like to remind you again about it. 
The reason I'd like to remind you of it is that if we ever have problems with our RSS feed or any of the apps or aggregators out there, know that you can always find our episodes there. Please also know that there are a boatload of links on that there site. Our Twitter of at VGA team is linked from there, as is our Facebook page. You can find ways to donate to help pay our bills on there through Patreon or Ko-fi. And who knows, maybe someday we'll add a little other content as well. Well, this here break has rambled on long enough. Let's skedaddle on back into the show. Alright, so nothing happens on that roll. So what do we do? Do we roll again? Yeah, you guys are just going to keep roll. Effectively, what's happening is you guys are rolling... What if we just refuse hour? to roll? What if we, <laughs> <laughs> we just sit down? <laughs> well, I'm not playing this game anymore. <laughs> we got nothing to look forward to except bad things. Well, you could <laughs> wildcat strike. Chat at the end, man. Chat at the end. That's a 10. I a 10. That's a 10. All right. Well, uh, then... Even Steven. Why, why are you rolling? <laughs> uh, so the way mechanically that this works in the background, just for, you know all those kids at home basically you guys roll and there's a number that if you roll below there's going to be an encounter then i roll on a second table in this particular case nothing happened (laughs) but it's it's basically like you roll to see whether or not there's a chance of something happened and then i roll on another table that either has nothing or bad things happening gotcha so is it kolvik's turn again now it's kolvik's turn because nothing happened that time 16. Well, that sounds good. 16 I, is good. Higher numbers are better. Higher numbers are better. <laughs> Except okay. for 17. Don't get 17. Oh, 17 is bad? Yeah. Okay. Is that what we did last time? No. no I, don't I don't know why 17 is bad, but... <laughs> All right. So we're halfway through the first day. Roscoe, give me a roll. One. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're okay. We're going to be okay here. Uh, Can we turn around and go back home? Oh, yeah, we can do the word over call if we really want to. Yep. We can just nope out of this. <laughs> so I rolled something on my table on the back end here, which means that a thing happens to you guys. I'm going to have all of you guys roll for initiative as from the side of the road. Uh-oh. Let me let me dig up a good description of these things, because I don't, I, don't, I don't trust myself <laughs> to do them justice. What the hell did I throw at you guys? <laughs> Well, I made these fucking tables, like, ages ago. From the side of the road to the north of you, an enormous, many-legged insect, its long antennae twitching in response to any movement around it, erupt. Wow. Oh, that hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) It's gonna hit over here any minute now, and I want to be in the middle of reading again. Its legs end in sharp hooks adapted for burrowing and grasping its prey, and its powerful mandibles can snap a small tree in half. These are ankhegs, by the way, A-N-K-H-E-G, and four of them have appeared on the side of the road, and, uh, well, you don't get a real strong sense of what's going through their minds other than the fact that you guys all look like a walking bunch of turkey legs, so. How tall and big are these things? They're bigger than you. They are large. Oh, wait, are they large creatures? They're man-sized. I think they're man-sized. Creepy. Let me. Let me. Uh. Oh, in fact, they are a large creature, so they are definitely bigger than you. And there's four of them. 
There are four of them. They are to you to your north. Four of them to our north. Yes. So they burrow up right on the side of the road, like right next to you guys. Homies, some initiative. I rolled a eight. Fucking eight. Melvin rolled an eight. Kolvik rolled a twenty-one. Roscoe rolled a twenty-four. I'm just going to have all these dudes act in one group. They rolled a 16. Normally I roll individual uh, initiative for all of the people you're against, but, well, considering that this is the second encounter on the first day of walking, I feel like that's going to be a giant waste of time. Roscoe with a 24, Kolvik with a 21, the four Ankegs with a 16 each, and Melvin with an 8. That means, Roscoe, it is your turn to act first. I will shoot the one farthest to the west with my bow. Do it. Alright, I rolled a 29. 29 is a hit, a show. And a 9 for damage, plus 2 for 11. Grand total of 11 damage to that first creature. Did you want to do anything else on your turn? No, I kind of like my position for the moment. I over to Kolvik. I'm going to use something I have not used yet, which is Flame Strike. Ooh, dun-dun-dun. Mm-hmm. Each creature and a 10-foot radius. And... Oh, I'm sorry. Um, A divine fire roars down from the heavens from the location you specified. Each creature in a 10-foot radius. 40-foot high cylinder on that point must make a dexterity saving throw. Creature gets 46 fire damage and 46 radiant damage on a failed save. Sweet baby Jesus. Or half as much on successful one. I'm going to do it to the um, north of me between two of these creatures uh, off the side of the road. So you would be able to hit either the the rightmost two or the like the center two. I'm going to go for... Yeah, I'm just seeing how big these things are. I'm guessing they can move far, so it really doesn't matter. I'm going to go ahead and go for the rightmost two. All right. So they're making dexterity saves? That's correct. The first one fails its save with a mere 13, because your DC is still 16, if I recall. Mm Mm-hmm. And the second one succeeds with an 18. Okay. Roll me up some damage. Go ahead and do that. Okay, so it looks like total it will be 30, 28 total, and then for one of them and the other one gets 14 for half saving. Kablooey, Kablamo, the one that took the full damage you can tell is into the bloodied territory. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that's good to know. Alright. I'm going to go ahead and then move um, back just a little further in front of Roscoe. Look at that. <laughs> go diagonal and back so we're kind of in a circular pattern all right you move to there now we've got four ankeg turns in a row do 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 so the very first one i learned a very interesting mechanic the other day about this game that i that i thought was like i just basically i misunderstood this entire time that there is a thing called recharge. And I always thought that what it meant is that the thing has an ability and it takes like, say, six turns to recharge. Um, 
but that's not what it is. It's actually like it's a six-sided dice, and then it tells you, like in this case, recharge at six. So if I roll a six, it gets to use that ability, and it can fucking do it every turn in a row. So that's what we're about to do here. Oh, we'll damn. see if anybody can do their thing. Not this guy. So what the first guy is going to do, or gal, we don't know. Nobody's judging. He's going to run on up to Melvin, and Melvin is going to take a bite attack against you. Is an 18 going to hit your AC? It would. However, I'm going to take advantage of one of my abilities called Illusory Self. Nice. And attempt to dodge this attack. We spent a lot of time talking about Illusory Self one time. I don't remember any of it. Do, do, do. I believe this is it. It says... Beginning at the 12th level, you can create an illusory duplicate of yourself as an instant, almost instinctual reaction to danger. If you are attacked before you take your first turn in combat, you can use your reaction to interpose the illusory duplicate between your, between your attacker and yourself. The attack automatically misses, and you destroy the illusion. Very nice. Illusory self. There's a fake Melvin, and this thing bites into the fake Melvin wow. and is shocked and dismayed when it discovers that that was no Melvin. <laughs> it was fake Melvin. <laughs> fake Melvin. That is the first one's turn. On to the second one. Oh, does not get to do its cool thing. I'm hoping at least one of them will, because it's really gross. Uh, but then it is going to make an attack instead. Oh man, that fucking went under the thing. I'm never getting that back. The table's dice now. Uh, that is going to be a miss. One critical miss. Uh, we move on to number three. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. It was actually going after Melvin, by the way. The next one is going to squeeze oh, well, you on up here. In that case, um, if it oh, was going oh. after Melvin by me, I'm going to go ahead and make a attack when a creature within five feet of you makes an attack against a target other than you. I can use my reaction to make a melee attack against that creature. So we're going to go ahead and do just that against that guy. Word. And so with that, does that, can that go against two creatures? I see another one's moving by us. If it attacks Melvin, can I do that again? Do I get you, more than one reaction? You get one reaction per round. Per round. So I could only do this once, per yep. se. Speaking of which, I forgot to put that in there. I'm also, okay. Will a 16 hit? A 16 is going to be a hit. All right. That'll be for 11 bludgeoning. You manage to pierce through the disgusting carapace of this creature. You pierce right into its heart. Its cold, dead, ant-like heart. <clears throat> Leave its corpse by the side of the road. There's one less ankeg. One nameless ankeg farted away into oblivion. And now for the last one. Again, with this roll, doesn't get its thing. Now it's going to roll some attack, because it's going to roll up on Kolvik as well. Try and bite you. That is going to be a 23 for an attack. Oh, that will hit. All right. You are going to take a grand total of 12 damage, three of which is actually acid damage. And if the target is a large or smaller creature, it is grappled with a DC escape of 13. Sorry, escape DC of 13. Until this grapple ends, the NK can only bite the grappled creature, but it does have advantage on attack rolls to do so. So consider yourself grappled, Kolvik. <laughs> and take your 12 damage. 
The acid damage is nothing special to you, by the way. And what is that? D, uh, what is that? DC 13. What's that against? Uh, DC 13 for grapple. I believe grappling is strength, strength or dexterity. Or dexterity. Just... Okay. Because I got. You would think I would know some of the rules by now. You'd think I would look without asking, but <laughs> you'd be wrong. We're Tell all me a bunch everything. Of shits. A grappled creature speed becomes zero and it can't benefit from any bonus to speed. Condition ends if the grappler is incapacitated. Condition also ends if an effect removes the grappled creature, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't actually say specifically in the book if the DC is strength. So I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say that it could be strength or dexterity. Okay. I think, in, I think typically it would be strength. but Either way, it would be, I mean, it's either, it's good either way, so... All right. All right. You good? Yep. Got everything you need? Yep. Excellent. Melvin, it is over to you. I'm going to cast Shocking Grasp on one of these stupid things. Nice. That's no pig. Uh, 21? 21 is a hit. Okay. Go for some damage. And a 20. 20 whole damage. And I'm sorry, which one were you attacking? The one that's to the north of you or the one that's to the west of you? I will remind you that the one to the west of you has been damaged. The one to the north has not. The west, please. Beast. 20 damage to that poor bastard. He's looking pretty nasty now, but not dead. Uh, uh Uh-oh. Not quite dead yet. Which one did you attack? The one to my west. Not dead yet. The westernmost one. <laughs> I think I'll go for a walk. Well, you'll be dead by next Thursday. I almost watched that the other night. I literally did watch it the other night. Did it prop up first in like your Netflix queue and you were like, oh, I gotta watch that. Pretty much. Why can't you tell he's a king? Well, he doesn't have any shit on him. <laughs> <laughs> so many fucking great lines in that. Uh, anywho. I think we should all watch that and then do a Holy Grail-themed adventure. After oh, that's a good idea. That is a great idea. Like, have a, have a group watch and then get some fucking coconuts. And... Okay, Melvin, did you want to do anything else on your turn? Um, I don't think so. I think I'm... I was hoping to kill one of those things, but I don't really move anywhere because I don't want to give him any attacks against me, so I'm going to just stay put here. You can't always get what you want. Hopefully... Hopefully, me. Hopefully, me. Hopefully, me. Hopefully, my uh, fellow comrades will save me. I was more of a Slytherin myself. Hopefully, me was for all the weirdos. Hopefully, me. <laughs> Hopefully, me. Sounds gross. Hopefully, me. Yeah, that does sound gross. <laughs> like in a really weird way too. Yeah. <laughs> Not even like, well, that sounds gross, but I'd try it once. Sounds like, like something Chad would say. When you're huffing <laughs> farts out of a butthole. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. A million dollars. Huff on my puff. <laughs> no. Huff on my... <sighs> Roscoe, go ahead and take your turn. It's over to you in the second round of combat. All right. Huff on me puffs. Help me, Roscoe. What kind of shape is the, uh... Uh, I suppose I'll fuck it. Help, 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 help me, Roscoe. You have three egg kegs remaining on the field. The westernmost one is pretty fucked up. The northern one is undamaged. The one to the east is, uh, damaged, but you can't really tell much more about it. 
Alright. And one is dead. M-O-O-N. That spells dead. Mm-mm. What I want to do is attack, sneak attack with my daggers. The westernmost end kick first. I want to hit it with my offhand dagger. Spin around. Well, fuck. I'm getting too fancy. I'm just gonna... <laughs> I'm just gonna attack that westernmost fucker with my daggers. Snoke okay. attack style. Oh, you know, you know what we can do? Mm. I could crouch down, and then you could, like, run on top of my back and then jump over me. Oh, oh could I do that? Yeah, you could. I more want you to slide across him Dukes of Hazard style. <laughs> like a mud. <laughs> <laughs> Or under his legs and stab up into the front one. Make it's a risky maneuver. Yeah, but make I'll, sure you go through the legs. I'll allow all it. the way. All right, that's what we're going to do. I'm going to vault off his back and stab that one to the north. <laughs> Can we do cinematic? 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 Oh, yeah. All right, so here's... we we gotta, we got to do the uh, the step back here where... I'm gonna, I, I rethought the cinematic thing afterwards, and I think the better way to play it out is like this. You can do the super cool move and... Either I can... Alright, so I'm describing this really terribly. You get two options. Option A is I make you make the dexterity check to do the cool thing. If you fail, like, it's gonna fuck up. If you get about in the middle, nothing happens. If you succeed, cool shit happens. In other words, you'll get advantage on your attack roll or disadvantage on your attack roll if you fuck it up. Or you can just take a normal attack and just say the theatrics happened. So it's like, it's like a double down thing. Like, do you just want to be like, I did it and it was cool. Here's my normal attack roll. Or do you want to fucking risk it all to get like advantage on the attack roll? Risk it all. Problem is I already made my attack roll. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but you know, he didn't know that. So I, I think in all, right there. I think in all fairness, never. I'm not super concerned about the cinematics on this one because I don't think that yeah, they're not really that strong. Uh, right. Mm. And it's hard to describe some insect thing. Like, what am I going to do to it? Poking its million eye? No, it slices its antennas off. Yeah, I feel like it's off, uh, like, of, uh, what was that? Starship Trooper, where they, like, slice the thing off and, like, all the brain matter came out the front <laughs> of it. And... Gross. That's a deep cut, man. I haven't thought about Starship Troopers in a long time. Yeah. Just going to vault off his back and attack the damn thing. You should, you could, you should vault off my back and then... Put your arms up, but cut the antennas off of the two ink eggs that are near me. <laughs> Both of them. That would be a sweet move. I'm getting some real... I don't know what happens when you cut their antennas off, but it's probably good for us. What was it? Was it... Uh, I'm mixing up like three references. It, is it perfect dark? Pitch dark? Perfect black? What the oh, fuck was uh, the... Know, pitch um, black I... was the the movie is what I'm looking at. Vin Diesel movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's all fucking... Knives out with everything, and he's got his little welder goggles on. He's Riddick. I love Riddick. those movies. Yes. Yes. Those are fucking great movies. I just, I recently just watched those, too. You guys are getting all the highlights from my movie <laughs> watching lately. <laughs> you keep what you kill. Yeah, I'll also watch something about Dallas. Something. Somebody does Dallas. <laughs> Dallas Buyers Club. Way to bring it back home. I was watching The Office, and they played a game called Dallas, and that's Dallas, and they, anyway. Okay. How do you win Dallas? That's the thing. The, the game didn't come with rule books, so they were making up as they went. And Kevin, the whole game, he's like, you can't do that. He's like, why can't you? We're making up the rules as we go. That's a Dallas. And like at the very end... <laughs> that's, a, that's a Dallas. <laughs> yeah. At the very end, like 
one of them like, he's like, well, looks like I'm getting all the money. And Kevin's like, whatever, I don't want to play this anymore. And then he ends up like taking all the money with nobody looking. And I like the cutscene, he's like, that's Dallas. He's <laughs> <laughs> like holding up all the money. <laughs> all right, so what I'm going to do is vault off Melvin's back. Kind of do a moonsault backflip and a Christ pose. <laughs> Stabbing at the thing's eyes as I pass over. Nice. That's what Christ would do. Right, so <laughs> what would Jesus do? This attack. I rolled a 24 and a 21. They are both successful. All right, so roll regular damage first. Hit five plus 26. Ooh. Eight, five, and 26 39. is a lot of damage. 39 is an, an enormous amount of damage. Um, and you were doing that to the western one, you said? No, the northern one. The northern one. Here's the awesome part. It has exactly 39 hit points. <laughs> <laughs> Which you now can know that about him. So as you somersault over, Melvin ducks down and gives you a little bit of a springboard. You stab your daggers in and just disgusting bug juice sprays everywhere. Melvin is... Melvin, wanna, give me a, just give me a dexterity saving throw real quick. Let's see what's going to happen to me. Uh, you end up face down on the road. <laughs> In bug juice, probably. Hold on, pulling up my stats. I'll take just a moment. Uh, 14 is a good enough roll that you avoid all of the bug juice spraying in your direction. Oh, okay. Good job staying clean. Good job to Roscoe for viciously murdering this bug creature. What color is the bug juice? Uh, I feel like these particular ones are like like a, like a really unhealthy looking yellow. Oh, like a like kind of brown yellow. Bile yellow. A pussy yellow. Yeah, like a fucking... Staph infection that built up. Oh like man, no, no. medium guys, we don't need to go this far. <laughs> like an up. open can of cream corn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thank oh, you, chunky. Oh, yeah. gross. That's what it is. Chunky puzzle. <laughs> chunky blood. Chunky blood. These aren't egg kegs anymore. They're chunky bloods. <laughs> Do you watch videos on Prime at all? Do you stream on Prime? Very rarely. I watched a documentary on there yesterday about this guy that went on Prices Right like 38 times. He went to it. What? He was was he a contestant? 38? He was a contestant once, but every time he went, he would help people. Like he memory, he was like a Rain Man type. He memorized all the prizes or the prices, oh. and so he'd help people and like uh, like shows he went to like. Episode 69, Nice, was released on February 3rd, 2019. Episode 69, Nice. Vegan. 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team. Uh, Rick and Morty.
Thanks for putting out your awesome show, but fuck you. Don't tease me with episodes. Hey, they're not as bad as like Game of Thrones and shit. Is Game of Thrones bad about that? Well, I should say the author putting out his oh. books. So. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Working on it. <laughs> I got this other novel I'm releasing in the meantime. <laughs> I hope he dies. <laughs> I, I hope he. I hope he dies.